Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Here at you live on a Friday night, February the 24th, 2017. I'm Dre, he's Jay. We are back after the superest super bold that ever super bold. We had to towel off and catch our breaths and take a little break, but we are back tonight with our traditional first show after our Super Bowl recap, our Oscars preview, the 89th Academy Awards coming up on Sunday night, airing on ABC. And we have the Oscars preview podcast. We will be having our movie expert, Dave, on shortly. I talked to him a little earlier. He is definitely coming on. He's been cramming. He's been getting ready. He's been getting all lathered up. And he will have his expert opinions. And we will have our lack of expert opinions because normally we have not seen any of the movies that are nominated. That's the charm. That's that's what we bring to the show is zero knowledge and complete speculation. Although, Jason, I did accidentally see a movie that's kind of nominated for an Oscar, not for Best Picture, but I, I did actually see a movie that's got some Oscar ramifications going for it. And it was, it was purely by accident. I, I didn't mean to ruin the charm of the show, but it, it just happens. Sometimes you watch a movie, you don't even know it's nominated. Uh oh, Jason, are you on mute? I, uh, yes, I am. So, oh, there we go. I, I was totally. I didn't even realize I was on mute. I plugged in my headphones and turned the other way. So, no, you tainted our show now. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll 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 just have to overlook this. You know, this one time we'll have to let this go that you've watched a movie that's Oscar nominated uh, for a major category. Um, you know, a, a, an acting category, not a, a technical category. I mean, I, I, yes, I, I saw a movie that was nominated for best animated feature. So oh. I, I guess <laughs> I, there, I guess I've gotten some taint on our show as well. So, oh, well, yeah, a, a category I don't think we spend a whole lot of time on. Um, no. Yes, but I, I did see I, I did see a movie that was nominated for for best animated feature. Of course, I have two little kids, so the mm-hmm. odds are pretty good that I'm going to see an Oscar nominated movie in that category. I have not seen any of the best picture nominees. I did just watch all of the trailers. Um, I have general movie awareness, so I mean we talk about that every show. I do follow movies. I just don't get a lot of chances to get out and see the movies. Um, I do like movies, but you know, we've, we've always, you know, 
real brief. I, I don't. Most of the movies that get nominated for Best Picture to me are not pick movies that I need to go and spend ten dollars to see. They're very. They're, they're generally your Oscar bait. They're your talky movies. It doesn't make a difference if you watch it on a giant big screen, on a TV set, on your laptop, or on your phone. Basically, you're just trying to take in the movie. You're, you're not generally going for the cinema experience. Uh, and from watching the trailers for all 10 of these movies or nine of these movies, most of those movies, you know, d- didn't look uninteresting to me. Every, all of the movies that were nominated for especially Best Picture looked interesting. They had merit. I could see why they were nominated. But none of them jumped out to me like, yeah, I needed to go and, 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 and plunk a a 10 spot on that plus God knows $16 for popcorn and a drink or something so that I can go and right. see that in the show. So I, I do tend to go to the, the big budget action sci-fi, you know, type movies every once in a while. Well, my wife and I, uh, not so much recently, but we'd pop for a comedy. you like, Hey, let's go see something funny. You know, there's something about going and, sitting in a movie theater with a bunch of people and y'all laugh and you have a good time. Didn't see that from these nominees either. Uh, a lot of these looked like the the typical, what you'd expect from the Oscars. Um, so didn't see any of them, did watch all the trailers. Uh, I'm aware of the awards and the nominees. So n- nothing, nothing too significant, nothing different from us though, because we have, we bring somebody on the show specifically to talk about this, to educate us, and our audience about the that's Oscars. right i'm right with you i watched the trailers so i i also have the general movie awareness we have to salute every yep. time we mention the general movie awareness we have to uh, give our proper respect to the general uh we bring somebody on who actually has real movie awareness who has seen some or close to all of the oscar nominated movies and that person has graced us once again with his presence giving us his time, and we are very, very thankful for that. He is Dave, the movie expert, and once again, he is on live. Dave, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, Ooh. excellent. I, you, you sound like a person that's been doing a, a movie <laughs> marathon and, and getting ready for the show. That That is precisely right. <laughs> so last <laughs> night I watched Arrival. Uh, there's a there's a couple movies I saw, I saw Lion, I saw Hidden Figures, and I heard what Jason said, and I have to say Hidden Figures was one of the movies. When I saw the trailer, I thought, okay, now I have to go see this because I'm such a space fanatic and astronauts and moon, so that was one of the films I had to catch this year, and I did weeks ago. Yeah, that's been a very hotly talked about movie just because of the story how incredible the story is and largely unknown uh to this point yeah and the fact that it it actually happened was was so incredible and it's great that the story got finally brought to uh to brought to light but there's so many stories like that too that you never knew actually happened uh but you get the right person to tell the story and you get somebody really uh interested and invigorated in in presenting that story and willing to go through the process of pitching the story to multiple people multiple executives and and finally finding somebody to back the the making of that of that story uh it finally came through for uh for hidden figures 
Uh, that's one that I, my wife and I plan to see. The, the, there's quite a few movies nominated that we planned to see before the show, uh, before our show here tonight. Just never quite got around to it. You know, life happens and, and laziness mm -hmm. sets in and you, you don't get out to the theater the way you want to. But we will see Hidden Figures eventually. We're really interested in that. We're very interested in Moonlight and we're very interested in Fences as well. We, we will eventually see all of those movies. I don't, I don't want to point movie. this out, but there's nothing those three movies have in common at all, is there? Not at all. Uh, Not a thing. Okay, I just, I just, I didn't think so. I just thought you totally plucked three movies at random there. <laughs> I mean, I, I would I, add I La La Land because there's so much there for someone like me. La La Land is just made for <laughs> for my for me and my people. Um, it's obviously right up our alley, but maybe some some other time we'll get around to that some other time. Uh, I was actually at a trivia night, believe it or not, a couple of weeks ago, I trying to get out of the house a little bit. Uh, so one of the questions of the trivia night involved movies, and I wanted to throw it out to you guys because I was, uh, I did not get it right. And I was a little oh. angry at myself that I didn't get it right. Because I, once the answer is given, it's like, oh, oh, of course. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> we know about, we know about the Oscar, the, 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 the subject was, uh, uh, news of 2016 events happening that happened in 2016 and we know about the the oscar awards for the best movies you guys are both familiar with the razzies right for the worst movies uh yep i am yep. Yep, i worst did movie. not i did not get a chance to see what is razzie nominated this year ah yeah i don't usually pay attention to it either uh but can either one of you get the answer to that? Quite simply, 2016 Razzie Award winner, and it swept the major categories. It wasn't just the worst movie of last year, worst actor and worst actress of 2016. Can either one of you guess what that wonderful movie could have possibly been? For 20, for, huh? For last year. Mm -hmm. I did not get this right. Just... Okay, so are these the, the winners or what the nominations were? No, no, just that was just the question was who won the Razzie Award, which movie won for uh, for the Razzie Award for last year, and also happened to also have best or worst actually actor and actress in that same movie. Oh, wow, so a, a clean oh, sweep. Yeah, I'm I, trying to think I, of something with Ben Affleck. <laughs> Geely did not come out in 2016. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> My wife was saying the same thing. She was at Trivia Night too. She was like, "Wait, the, what, what year was Geely? No, it was not Geely." <laughs> Jennifer Lopez also was not involved. Yeah, that's funny. No, I did not know. Um what the answers yeah, are. I don't know. Uh, you're, you're both going to smack yourselves just like I did when you hear the answer. Oh, no. <laughs> Hang on. Wait a minute. Uh, wait wait a minute. movie this, of last year. This, Worst this actor seems, and actress. So this was not, not, for 20, not for the ones that's about to come up. We're talking what won for 2016, no. which would have been the movies of 2015. Uh, Correct. 
No, I think this was the, I think this, I, I think they do the Razzies maybe at the end of the year or maybe early at the beginning of this year. But no, this movie came out last year. I'm pretty sure it was last year. Because I'm thinking back to last year. Because that yep. would have been the Razzies, which would have been for 2015. And it seems very topical for the moment in this household. I'm going to go with Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> nice job because, you. Because my sense is the sequel will win the Razzie for 2017. <laughs> <laughs> From everything... <laughs> I think that's a solid bet, Jason. I think you should go to Vegas and put that down. Thank you. Thank you. That terrible my wife, my, movie got a My wife's sequel. a big fan. My wife's oh, a big no. fan. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Somebody on the... My wife, my wife actually thinks that Rotten Tomatoes scores like golf. No. Where the lowest, where the lowest score is good. Yeah. I'll no, take my wife you, to see a movie at the theater that I want to see and be like, what did she be like? What did it get on Rotten Tomatoes? I'll be like, oh, it got a 91. She's like, I'm going to hate it. <laughs> but if it gets no, a when you four, see a, yeah. yeah, when you see a seven yeah. next to it, that's not good. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so my You're wife and I don't see Yeah. Yeah. Because it's funny because she went to see the sequel to Fifty Shades of Grey. And said she just absolutely loved it. And every every like re- movie review site or article I read, it's like zero out of ten, two out of ten, F minus. Um, but yeah, yeah, my my wife loves that stuff. Somebody on the cruise that I just went on this summer, and I'm not going to bust her out by saying her name, uh, was sitting there on the beach in Honduras reading the mm-hmm. book again. Like she's read it oh. four thousand times already, and that's yeah. what she chose to bring on the cruise to read it. The people that love it, I guess maybe it's like any other sort of cult thing, like pro wrestling or sports or that. The people that love it just love it, and the people that hate it are just like, oh god, I don't see the the appeal at all. So, but that that was the winner. That absolutely was the Razzie and every when when they read the answer during trivia night everybody smacked their forehead in the building and went oh <laughs> of course yeah of, of course. course so oh all right so now that we've gotten that the worst movie of last year out of the way back to the topic at hand the best movies of this past year in the 2017 Oscars so you said Dave uh you you listed the movies that you've seen which would be Arrival and Lion and you said Hidden Figures you saw uh, a few weeks ago. Um, so of those movies that you've actually seen, what would be your uh, your favorite movie or memorable movies out of those uh, that you actually got a chance to watch? Of those, actually. And I actually saw Hacksaw Ridge. I fell asleep because I okay. can't stand Andrew Garfield. <laughs> and um, I think he just not your best actor when I take it. <laughs> no, he's not. Okay. Um, I, I'd have to say hidden figures of what I saw now, yeah. uh, you know, who I think will win. I think that's a different, that's a different answer, but of what I saw, I think hidden figures. Yeah. Hidden figures would win of the movies I saw. Yeah, the fact that they had the, the good guy, Kevin Costner character in there to sort of tie the story together. The fact that he was fictional 
probably explains why that story went untold uh, so long and has such trouble getting made. But but at mm-hmm. least it finally got made, so that's good. Um, so I got uh, I went to covers.com, our, our football pick site, and uh, they actually have, uh, and I mentioned this last year, that they have a guy, Josh Bell, mm-hmm. who writes about Oscars odds and uh, actual betting odds for the for the Oscars, if you can bet those sort of things. I have no idea. Jason, do you do you know how that works? Do you think sports books out no. there in Vegas actually have it, or you have to go find a specialist or something? Because I have no idea how you would bet the Oscars exactly. I don't know why you would. Um, yeah, that too. To start with. So, yeah, I, I, I no, I don't know how you go about doing that. I'm assuming you would just go to a sports book. It's got to be an obscure bet on the sports book. I don't, I seriously don't know. Or I mean, if somebody's in Vegas who listens to our show, you know, send yep. us a picture of the board. If it's up on the big board right there with like, you know, Duke at Northwestern or something playing college basketball, <laughs> you know, send us a, send us a picture. I, I'd, ra- I'd rather bet preseason baseball or, or WNBA. Um, oh, then bet who's going to win the, I, well, hey, I'm just taking a page on your book. <laughs> yeah, you know, got a got hey. a good feeling about this. I got a good feeling about the sparks this week. You know, I, um, I only did that a handful of times. <laughs> <laughs> that was a total, Dave. This was, that was a total setup. I just I just tossed that up there, and then, and then I let my partner slam that one home. So. I was not an everyday bet. I was only a few times. You know, you're sitting there and it's 11:30 in the evening, and you've lost everything that day. You got some money. And to you're burn. just trying to chase that money and make it back. And you go, you know, Sparks versus Sky yeah. out in Los Angeles. Yeah, I guess this I'll take really, that. This is really my fault. My this is my fault because friends don't let friends bet WNBA. <laughs> This is true. But hey, I had a problem. What can I say? <laughs> Which, so they have what odds. are we talking about? <laughs> uh, kings of non sequiturs. So they have odds somehow for, for the Oscars out here. And uh, I was talking the day before the show and telling him some of the odds, like the, the favorites are like favorites. They're like prohibitive favorites, but I wouldn't know yeah. since I haven't watched any of the movies, well, how sure. they come across or, or how they decide which ones are the big, big favorites. So I guess I would ask both of you guys, uh, there's a movie favored for best picture out of those nine that according to covers.com is a one to nine prohibitive favorite. Ooh, oh, wow. And, and I would I'm ask you guys, what movie do you think that is? I, I'm going to say it's La La Land. I'm going to say it's Moonlight. Jason is on a roll tonight. It is indeed La La Land. It is La La Land. Really? And the reason One, I'm going nine. that direction, <laughs> the reason I'm going that direction is the Oscars, they love them some musical shit. Oh God, they do. Uh, I see. I remember Chicago winning and coming completely out of nowhere, and I remember mm. watching the Oscars like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> you know, that, that's winning all these Oscars. You know, and yeah, and then I saw the movie and I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> um, and it won Best Picture. So okay, and this this had that vibe. 
um, when I was watching all the, and Dave mentioned the other movie, the two movies that I saw the trailers for that jumped out mm-hmm. at me the most were, were La La Land and Moonlight. Yeah, Dave, you um, get your props which, for that because Moonlight yeah. is the second choice on the board at 13 to 2. So absolutely, those two. I actually remember yeah. watching the trailer for Moonlight like, this looks like a good movie. I mean, it had, you know, just, just oh, yeah. in general, like you, you could see that it looked like a well-made movie. It didn't look like a movie like some of the other movies on the list. It didn't look like a movie that was made to win an Oscar. It right. looked like a movie that was made to tell a story, but just in the meantime, looks like it's got like really good performances and an interesting story. The trailer just seeing the trailer trailer told you some, but it wasn't a trailer where you watch the trailer and you saw the whole movie, which is how I felt about hidden figures, which I don't need to see it. You just saw what happened. The commercial. I watched the trailer. It says you watch this. If you watch the, there was a rash of sports themed movies that were the, like sort of, uh, Based on a true story and movies. Yeah, there was like a rash of those movies about in the last 10 years ago. Right. Where if you watched the trailer, you knew what happened. And I Mm -hmm. felt like that with hidden figures. Like I don't I don't need to see it. I I I know what happens. The whole trailer just told me the whole movie. So got it done. Um there were movies that left me wanting more. Oh, oh, like uh Hacksaw Ridge didn't need to see the movie. Trailer told me everything. Um, I already saw so I it. saw that movie. Saw the movie. Um, uh, yeah, second commercial. Yeah, and the the movie that the, one of the movies that looked the most interesting to me was the movie I gave no. I really didn't know much about going in, but actually it was like like a movie I'd actually want to see, which was which was uh, Hell or High Water. Actually looked like a really good like crimey kind of dirty, crimey, grimy kind of movie. I was like, that didn't look like a typical Oscar nomination, so that actually left me wondering what made it so good. And I was like, okay, I could see myself wanting, you know, watching something like that. Um, that had a, 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 an interesting vibe to it. Um, and Fences looked really good. So... Yeah, that's so tough to take a play and put yeah. it on a movie, so I, I'm curious yeah. too as to how they pulled again, it off. There were there were several movies, Hidden Figures, Fences, and uh, you know, that felt like I could have watched them on the Lifetime Channel. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's just bigger. It's just big budget Lifetime movie of the week. Yeah, um, yeah, and with bigger with bigger actors. It didn't have you know you know Valerie Bertinelli in it. So she was busy. She was busy. She didn't have her black face on. Oh. And Moonlight, you said actually looking like a good movie with a bunch of yeah. black people running around, but it actually looks good. So it didn't look like something Tyler Perry presents. So that's <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't a. <laughs> it wasn't a Medea movie. Child. Okay, that well, that's good. Um, so you were wondering about La La Land, and you're pretty much uh, hit the nail on the head as to why it would be such a, an odds on favor because Hollywood would be such a, so in love with it. This is what Josh Bell actually wrote about it on the, uh, the covers.com site. He said, it's a movie about movies made in old fashioned format with the widescreen musical celebrating the magic of Hollywood and Hollywood loves nothing more than to celebrate itself. So 
There yeah, you go. So That's it's, pretty it's, much. it's Hollywood. Yeah. It's Hollywood giving itself a knob job, basically. Filating itself, yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the big favorite there is is La La Land, and I and I wasn't the least bit interested in seeing it when I saw the the commercials for it and whatnot. But oh uh, no! Now that I know what it's about, I I see why it's uh, why it's so loved. I guess it's. Did I hear this right? Uh, did any one of you hear it? It's got the most when you consider all the other uh, awards like uh, screenplay and then scenery yeah. and stuff like that. It's got the most nominations of any movie in the history of the Oscars. Think about that. Which, which still, which, yeah, when I heard it, I was like, okay, didn't know anything about this. I know it got good reviews when it came out. I do remember that paying attention to the movie reviews the way I do when I watch a lot of movie review sites. So I, I stay up on movies, just don't quite have the time with my life and work schedule to to, to sneak these movies in and uh it, it never appealed to me so i yeah. i never i never did really make the the effort to try to see it and i don't know if i ever will <laughs> i can almost guarantee i'll never see la la land but uh but i wanted to get to the movies that uh, that dave did see uh, so we talked a little bit about hidden figures and and how great a story that was, um, and well acted. I would assume with, with that kind of sort of powerhouse talent uh, in in the leading roles there. That, repeat that. Uh, the acting and hidden figures. I'm assuming um, it was, was Octavia, top notch. Octavia Spencer, you know she she just shine you know she just plays these roles where she it should it's hard to she's like she can mimic uh just about any person she's trying to possess you know so in the movie she's uh she's she's coming wise to where nasa is going to be in the next 10 years you know she plays that great and she you know she played uh opposite kevin costner in black and white and that's another movie that I loved her in. And um, I loved her ever since The Help, and she won for The Help. Mm-hmm. So she was outstanding in that. I, you know, I'm trying to think of the uh, the actress. Um, is it Viola Davis? That's uh, I'm trying to think of her name. Yeah. Was up for fences? Uh, yeah, in fences. She played opposite. Let me think. Octavia played opposite Viola in The Help. And right. even in movies I've seen Viola in, I don't think she. Uh, I'm trying to think what I saw her in. And it wasn't The Help, but anyway. And Costner was very deadpan. Really, the whole movie. You know, if if uh, if. I don't know if Toby Maguire played him, you probably wouldn't have noticed anyway. Because it was such a dead character. There's no, you know, the most outrageous thing he does is hit a sign with a baseball bat. So, harkening back to Bull Durham. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Lion, uh, which I didn't know anything about before reading uh, or watching the trailer for that, that like hit the notes of wanting to go back to something 
lost from your childhood. I think many of us can relate to that. So I can see why that got sort of nominated. And you get the the whole multicultural thing. It looks like we're really trying hard to not have a hashtag Oscar so white this year. So that adds into it that it's uh, got the, the Indian uh, angle to it. So uh, was it really heart wrenching, tugging at the heartstrings? Did, did it do uh, what it set out to do? What's that, uh, Hidden Figures? Or Lion. Oh, Lion. Um, yes. Yeah, it did. You know, uh, I have to... I have to change the way I look at Nicole Kidman, but yeah. <laughs> I don't like anything <laughs> she does, so... Uh, but yeah, uh, absolutely. You absolutely feel compassion for this kid who's completely lost. Um, you know just seven years old in the middle of the freaking world. He has no idea where he is. And, um, yeah, that, that absolutely, it, it reminded me a lot of some dog millionaire. Yeah. And, that, uh, another movie I meant to see, but haven't gotten around to. Yeah. It pulled it off, but still, I wouldn't think even, even having seen lion and not, <clears throat> And not seeing Moonlight, I would still think Moonlight would beat that out. Right. Um, and then you saw Arrival. I, I have nothing on Arrival. That's out of my league. It's it's over my head. The, the whole uh, visitors yeah. come and you have to communicate with them. So you can expound on that. Uh, I, I have nothing on, on Arrival at all. I'm dead yeah, on Arrival. Yeah, I wanted to see... I wanted to see Arrival as much as Hidden Figures because they both had to do with something in space. And um, that was a bit confusing at the end. I might watch it again before Oscar night. Um, I don't think Amy Adams did anything extraordinary. So I don't think that maybe the picture will get cinematography or uh, film editing even, but... I don't think it'll get any of the big awards. They didn't even put Amy Adams up for best actress. So, Oh, well, good. <laughs> she's, she's, she's almost a mute, a, a, a whole bunch of the picture, you know, it's almost like she's um, in a coma or uh, lethargic half the picture. And I, I just don't like pictures where you, you don't make your actors work for the trophy. You know. Yeah, well, last year Leo DiCaprio grunted his way to an Oscar, and you you yeah. called that one. So, <laughs> but he did have to work, I guess, physically for it. So there there is that much for him. Uh, so Jason, what stood out of all the trailers that you watched uh, for all these movies? That I. Yeah, you know, you, you kind of see, we always talk about it, but you always sort of see the movies when you're, especially watching the trailers, anything that had a December or January release date, you knew was the for your consideration pile. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it, it just, it, it blatantly obvious, like here are the movies, boom, we know that this is what's going to be nominated. Um, there are a few movies that were nominated I've already forgotten about, even though I watched the trailer for them. Like, they're already in and out of my brain because I was like, yeah, that's nice, but it's not going to win. Um, I know Arrival's not going to win just 
no chance. I mean, that didn't look particularly interesting to me in general. And then knowing people who've seen it and the words describing it were boring. Um, yeah. You know, was the number one word. That was the biggest word was boring and, and just sort of like just drab and melancholy and watching the trailer yeah, I could I could see that everybody's just talking. It's like they're all talking in hushed tones, and it, it like it look it looks like it's trying for some deeper meaning, but it at the end of it, it's really just you know sci-fi schlock just sort of wrapped up in um big name actors, and it's like this could have been this could have been anything. This could have been any even B grade type movie. I I had no interest in seeing that. Um, La La Land jumped right out at me. Like I said, that just that reminded me of what it just reminded me of what what happened with Chicago, and and, and just knowing what I've known, reading about the movie or hearing about it, that 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 just unfortunately <laughs> you could see it get that. I did. I also noticed this. I I think what we're talking about is we we've, we've sort of gotten the. The snap back in the other direction from the Oscars so white, and they they went all in this year. <laughs> so oh, yeah. they, they went all black, in. White, Indian, rainbows. Yeah. We got everything represented yep. this year. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have all of that all well represented. I, I, you know, almost on purpose. Uh, this is the. <laughs> It, not that there's any movies that I thought got snubbed or that should have been nominated or anything like that, but yeah, I, I think we definitely saw that the rubber band snapped back in the in the other direction, and that's fine. I mean, it was it was blatantly obvious last year um, yeah. that it had gone the the wrong direction, or you know, I, I can't think of any blatant. Where we've been from when we were talking about last year, like it was blatantly obvious that there were movies that 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 should have been nominated or people who should have been nominated that weren't. But the overall was somebody looked at it was like, wait a wait a minute here. So so this year, I think that there was a a concerted effort, not just by the by the Oscars, but also maybe even by the filmmakers. Like you know, we need to get some high. Quality in diversity here, <laughs> you know. We need to show off more than ju- Oscar bait. Doesn't just have to be Anthony Hopkins ta- walking around talking all day. Which I always joke about Anthony Hopkins because it seems like every year that he was in a movie where it was some some stuffy <laughs> British talky movie that it was going to be nominated for Best Picture. So I, I don't mean to pick on on Sir Anthony, but um, you, you kind of get my drift there. So. Yep. Uh, so Arrival, the boring movie you described, uh, uh, one hundred to one on the on the board for the Oscar uh, betting pool. If you go to covers dot com, tied with Hell or High Water, also the longest odds on the board at one hundred to one, and then Hacksaw Ridge at sixty six to one, tied with Fences at sixty six to one, Lion at sixty to one. I have no idea how they determined uh, sixty to one from sixty six to one. But they did it somehow. Um, then two at two movies at twelve to one, Hidden Figures and Manchester by the Sea. And then, as we discussed earlier, Moonlight thirteen to two and La La Land, the 
Secretariat like favorite at one to nine to win the Oscar to uh, on Sunday night. So that's the major upset for, then if that the doesn't Oscar. happen. Oh, uh, apparently, apparently a, a huge upset of La La Land somehow does not win. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, I accidentally watched a movie that is actually nominated for an Oscar, sort of nominated for an Oscar. It's not nominated for Best Picture, but just sitting there bored and, and looking through the cable guide one night with my wife, and we decided to watch Florence Foster Jenkins, which stars Beryl Streep, who is nominated for uh, Best Actress. Uh, and I was reading on the Oscars site that it's her 20th Oscar nomination, which is ridiculous because I heard somewhere recently that she's just overrated. She's so overrated. So I don't know how she came up with 20 nominations. That's, that's gotta be a mistake of some sort. Uh, but we accidentally stumbled onto actress in a leading role nominee, Meryl Streep. Although the odds, uh, the odds makers say that uh, I can forget about claiming that I watched the best actress because she's the longest odds on the board at 66 to one. Uh, <laughs> But I, I love the performance. I, I'm rooting for it. I, I thought she was great in the movie. Uh, very, very difficult to act like you can't sing and act like you don't have talent. So basically, the role was basically she had to act like she was bad. And that's that's hard to do. If you're If you're good, you can act like you're bad and still pull it off to where people will actually still want to watch it and, and are drawn into your character. If you're just bad and they and they film you being bad, no one's drawn to that. So that actually takes talent to be bad and but but in a way that makes people want to root for you and want to watch. So that was that was hard for for Meryl Streep to do, and and she pulled it off. For those not uh, familiar with Florence Foster Jenkins, the plot line is uh, that it's uh, apparently based on a true story. It's a woman in the '40s who loved music and loved singing uh, opera style. And loved it so much that she actually funded herself uh, to give a concert at Carnegie Hall. And the, the punchline to the story is that she couldn't sing all. She was awful and did not, apparently didn't, wasn't in on the joke. I mean, you have to watch the movie to sort of get the, the whole crust, the, the whole crux of the story. But she, she didn't, apparently she didn't know how bad she was. She's, she's like recording herself. She made records of herself singing opera because she thought she was that good. And guys in the army are getting a, a hold of the records and they're playing it like as a joke. Like, listen to this broad. She thinks she can sing. This is awful. This is, they, some people are portraying it like as a comedy album. And she legitimately was trying to actually sing. And, and it's sort of a, a perseverance lesson. It's a, it's a story about enjoying your life, even if those aren't enjoying it around you. So it's, uh, it's, it's a good story in, in that respect. But uh, once again, a huge underdog to the runaway prohibitive favorite at one to six for best actress, Emma Stone in La La Land. So there's, there's La La Land there once again. So uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you guys think of the best actress category? Is that going to be Emma Stone running away or will we have uh, a possible upset there? Got a word on that, Dave? Because I don't have much. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Did, did we lose Dave, Dave the movie expert? Uh oh, there he is. Yeah, he had dropped, and I hadn't noticed. All right, there ah, we go. No thinking. <laughs> I do think Emma um, Stone. I think she probably would be able to win that. Um, I'm trying to think if she was 
nominated for Birdman, but it doesn't matter. I shouldn't. Yeah, I'm trying not to rate actors on previous years. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that makes sense. It does. I mean, uh, I'm not familiar with uh, Isabel Huppert, you know, but uh, Natalie Portman. I don't think she did a good enough job as Jackie, and I only saw maybe 20 minutes of Jackie. And, um, yeah, Meryl Meryl is like, you know, she's just a fixture there, you know. They put her in just to keep, you know, remind people what they're watching. So (laughs) I don't don't dispute Emma winning this at all. (laughs) I'm I'm pulling for Meryl and uh, and my... uh, I guess I'll give my picks at the end altogether. Uh, but, but I don't know. I, I think Natalie Portman actually has a chance to pull that, that bit of an upset because she's portraying Jacqueline Onassis and, and the, all the yeah. glitz and glamour and pageantry and Camelot and all of that. Um, I can see them giving it to, to Natalie Portman. You know, they're big on their history uh, lessons at the Oscars as well. So, you know, portraying such a historical figure I, but you said you weren't impressed by it. I, I was kind of impressed. I watched the trailer for that, uh, for Jackie. I, I think she did a decent job. I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm all that familiar with the, uh, with the with the behavior of Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis uh, because I wasn't around when she was doing her thing. Uh, but I thought she did a, a good job of pulling off sort of the harried, uh, frustrated, classy woman trying to keep it all together in the face of everything that was going on and trying to write her own story, so to speak. So I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see on that one. Are you talking about V for Vendetta or, <laughs> or Jackie? <laughs> uh, I thought I was talking about Jackie Kennedy, but maybe I'd slip. Yeah. I, I was just saying what you described <laughs> sounded very similar <laughs> and they both have Natalie Portman. <laughs> so, a woman tries to keep it all together under the worst circumstances. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah absolutely. In a world. You know, actually, I, I, I got to say, I, I, I've i never been a big Natalie Portman fan. I've never really liked her in anything, but V for Vendetta might be her best acting job. Not oh, Phantom minute, Menace, you. Star Wars? <laughs> Not any, no. No. Bur- you're going you're gonna to burn in hell for that right there. <laughs> That might be. Oh no! Wait a minute. The woman won an Oscar for Black Swan, right? She she had to be good. Yeah, she did. She did. And and oh no! And and she won for one scene, you know. Well, that's Halle Berry won for one scene in uh, in uh, Monsters Ball. So it did happen. Monsters oh. Ball. And uh, boy, howdy! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ronnie Lot. <laughs> so Emma Stone won the six. Natalie Foreman four to one. Isabel Huppert upper. I, I have no idea how to pronounce that for right. L at nine to one. Do you know anything about L? By the way, Dave, that movie. The, the premise of that is like that's like out of Law and Order, man. That's uh. A, the the woman it's a woman who got uh raped in her house and she's like a powerful ceo so she you know takes matters into her own hands and basically like 
tracks down the guy that did it and, and stalks him right back or something. It, it's like really scary. Makes me think of like the worst vigilante stories that I could possibly think of. Like, can you imagine somebody stalking you and, you know, after you've done something to them and they come right back and terrorize your life? So uh, I've, I've heard a lot of things about that movie and that performance and, and mostly I've heard that it's kind of, kind of scary. It sounds I like, like taken too. It should have. It, <laughs> it sounds like a, yeah, honestly, a that, plot, that plot that you just described. <laughs> that plot that you just described seriously sounds like a USA Up All Night movie. <laughs> that silk yeah, stalking, yeah. yeah, like Burning <laughs> Bed. Yeah, like we needed. Yeah. No, this sounds like like late '80s, like Richard Gere type stuff. Like this, this should be a movie starring you know Richard Gere or or Michael Douglas or you know someone in their late '80s prime and or some just totally ham fisted type movie with this revenge plot. This really Shannon this tweeted sounds a like yeah by a former patient. We need oh wait do we need to get the Shannon Tweed movie generator kit back out? Yeah, I think so. I think this is out of that that genre. Just shed a like tweet stars as a blank, patient. a blank stock by, by a former, former blank. blank. Yes, <laughs> that's pretty much what this is. So now we have a rape victim stalking the rapist. The, a rape. So who plays the rapist stalked by their rape victim? I, I don't. It, it's sort of a twist on that same uh, genre, but yeah, it, it does sound a lot like that. Uh, it's got kind of like a I mean, hand that rocks the cradle vibe to it. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I'm just going into the wayback machine here, but this sounds like an old timey eighties plot. I, I, old timey. We're yeah. For us old guys. <laughs> but this something it does. It. So she must have knocked it out of the park to get nominated. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm that's what I've heard, is that it's it's frightening to watch and, and for any men anyway. <laughs> so yeah, she must have really got it. Um, and okay. Ruth, uh, the the unfortunately named Ruth Nega, um, is nominated for Loving uh, at forty to one. Um, so yeah, they're they're once again they're covering all their bases this year. They're they're making sure it's not Oscars so white. In fact, they're nominating someone named Nega. So good for them. <laughs> they're, they're going there as hard go, as you can go there. Yeah, yeah. You know, my mom is gonna watch the Oscars and say, "Look, there's a <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't." <laughs> I I knew you were going there. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't go all the way. Hey, there, hey! So I'm, I'm glad you pulled up on that one. Um, uh, so you're uh, you get your winner for uh, for movie, or do you want to do them all at the end? We could do them at the you're, end. You're Okay. Uh, so that was Best Actress. Best Actor, uh, we've got the uh, uh, the aforementioned Denzel Washington for Fences. Um, he is at five to four, uh, but he is not the favorite. So that's going to be apparently a really close He's one not between the favorite. Him. He's not the favorite. You, uh, oh, you want to guess oh, who the favorite Jesus. is? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> Denzel is technically not the favorite. Just forget it. <laughs> they better not sweep this shit, man. I. <laughs> oh, 
I hate no, it when Ryan, that crap happens. <laughs> I don't know. Ryan Gosling is the third choice at eleven to one. He is not the favorite. Really? That's right. Oh no. Okay. All and, right. And I've been hearing a lot about Casey. this performance. Uh, it is. I, it gonna, is Casey Affleck for, for Manchester Tennessee. When I when I watched the trailers, of all the trailers I watch, the whole trailer for Manchester by the Sea was, oh my God, Casey Affleck is the greatest actor of all time. That must have this must have been the for your consideration trailer or the trailer after the movie got all of its acclaim because it is an acclaimed movie. It was. Uh, it, it did review out well, so it is supposed to be a good movie. But all of the stuff about the movie, all it talked about with, was Casey Affleck and breakout performance, and, and he's the greatest mm-hmm. actor of all time. And holy shit, you got to give it to Casey Affleck. So, And it looked like that kind of movie and that kind of role. It definitely looked like an Oscar Beatty movie, you know, where you could see an acting um, nom come out of it. It's, a talky type of movie like that. So um, I'm not surprised that, that he's the favorite based on the trailers that I saw. Andrew Garfield, no. Um, Ryan Gosling, no. Um, Viggo Mortensen, probably the longest odds, my guess. And I, I don't correct. Denzel Washington. Yeah, thank you. And Denzel Washington, um, he's gotten his, right? I mean, he's won. I'm, I'm gonna say get the one. One yeah. for one for training day, didn't he? That's right. So yeah. there you go. I know it's Black History Month, so I got to know that. Um, <laughs> 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 they don't take it away from him after it leaves February. He still has the Oscar year round. Oh, <laughs> oh they, don't just, they don't storm the house on February 28th and and take it back from him. No. Uh, and we, because we were talking about it, Dave and I, a little bit uh, uh, before the show about Denzel and the fact that he won for Training Day, and and that's not the greatest shining spotlight it's, on his career. That that role, no, it's not. <laughs> like you would have, I mean, he was in. He was. He had. Right. Oh yeah, he was. He was the bad guy, um, and, and he hammed it up pretty good as the bad guy in that movie. Um, so I found that a little bit of a of a sort of a like like almost as an underdog win that he won for that role but they probably figured like you know what we've kind of jacked this guy around a few times we need to give him something so they're like we got him on the board this time let's give him that one no Denzel's had some better roles than he did in training day and not and not won or maybe not even gotten nominated so it's uh it's good that he got his though because all that matters is you won you got your Oscar he could King Kong off. ain't got shit on me. <laughs> he can, he, he can, it up. yeah, he can get the, he can get the P touch out, or he can get the chisel out, and he can scrape off Training Day, and then put a little thing over it with whatever movie he thought he should have won for. Um, he still has his, right. and they can't take it away. You can write Malcolm X right over the top of that easily, no problem by me. Yeah. Um, now, Manchester by the Sea, the. The two early notes of interest that I heard about that movie when it came out, uh, which I haven't seen, of course, uh, is that Casey Affleck is the best actor, major contender. He he might even be a shoe in. That's what I was hearing. And I was also hearing 
do not see this movie. It's so depressing. Do not see this movie. It is awful to watch. That's, that's what I've been hearing about it. I've heard several people that seen it go back on podcasts and come back and tell everybody, wow, what a cinematic experience. It's, it's something to be, don't go see this movie. It's just, it, it's, it's terrible. It will tear your heart out. It's gut wrenching. Do not see this movie. So that's what I've been hearing about that. And I agree with you, Jason. The trailer does make case. Yeah. Cause he, he's got that trailer. He's got the, throughout the trailer, he's got that look on his face, like this, pensive gut-wrenching heart-wrenching just tear your guts out look the entire time that you can tell it's going to be a movie where he's got this big secret that he's been keeping in and he's and it's it's just going through his mind and going so he does a great job of, of of portraying that and and projecting to you, the viewer, that there's something happening in his mind that's weighing on him and, and making life just a living hell for him. So Casey Affleck does a great job of that. He might, Maybe he deserves the Oscar just for taking years off of the end of his life by playing such a gut-wrenching role, because it looks like he's in pain the entire time. So maybe he deserves the Oscar just for that. So we got Casey Affleck as the favorite at four to seven. Denzel close behind at five to four. Ryan Gosling at eleven to one. Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge is thirty-three to one, and Viggo Morganson for Captain Fantastic is eighty to one. Big big Ooh. odds on him. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I think that's going to be a two-man race. That should be interesting to see how that shakes out. Uh, for supporting actress. Uh, this apparently has been like the the worst kept secret in the world that Viola Davis is a shoe in to win supporting actress for fences. And we've we've talked about this before on previous shows, guys. Here's another situation: Viola Davis for supporting actress seems to be completely mislabeled. That she's as much a, a leading actress as any other woman right. in in these leading actress mm -hmm. roles. But they nominate her for supporting because they know that it's an easier way. To, to get the, the the Oscar for Viola Davis than if they put her up there it, it, for best actress with all the heavyweights there. So it's, it's almost unfair. It's like you're sending uh you know Mike Trout down to double A so you can win the title and it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really jibe. You know, you you know what you got and you know you got a powerhouse performance, but you're gonna sort of pull back and make it seem a little less by nominating for supporting actress just to make sure that you can yeah. uh, you can get that award so uh, right. I, I don't like if you, i've never when, been a fan when of you that. go when you go on the oscars page and you look they have the the poster for each movie up showing right. for what's best picture the one for fences literally just says at the top denzel viola now tell yeah. me that she's a supporting <laughs> actress supporting. That's no. not supporting. That's leading actress right there. That's basically saying that this is her movie as much as this is his movie. They're they're co-stars in the leading role in this movie, but yeah, they're they're stepping her down a class to get her a, to get her a, to get her a, an Oscar. So one to eighteen is the uh, the odds for Viola Davis. If you want to take eighteen hundred of your dollars. And wager it to try to win a hundo. You go right ahead. It may be a sure bet, but that's not a risk I don't think I'm willing to take. 
Now so another got, major uh, upset potential in the making. Yeah, really major. Uh, the second choice is Michelle Williams from Manchester by the Sea at ten to one. Uh, Naomi Harris in Moonlight is fourteen to one. Nicole Kidman, your 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 favorite actress, Dave uh, for Lion, is twenty five to one. And Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures is eighty to one, which is going to really confuse a lot of people because Viola Davis and Octavia Spencer appearing in the same category. Some people are going to be like, wait a minute, how is the same person nominated in the, in the, in the category for supporting actress? I don't understand. <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't I get those two confused at all. Ah, well, good. I'm, I'm happy for that. Um, so there's pretty much no thoughts to, on supporting actress because that's apparently just completely sewn up. It's done. So we don't have to spend any time on yeah. that. I even had believe her down or, for mine. So, believe it or not, there's almost as much of a prohibitive favor for best supporting actor. You want to take a guess at who that could be? I'm gonna say it's Marshala Ali. I was gonna say the same. Now you you guys are on your game tonight. Now. Although we do have another class stepping down performance in this in this bracket from with Dev Patel, the movie's about him. He's the main star of the movie. Am I not? No, Dave, you saw the movie. Tell me I'm wrong. No, no, you're no, you're not wrong. It's just right. He isn't. You know, they change actors in the film. Right, because so it's, it's, it's like it's it's time skipping. It's going back to when he was right, a kid, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, how much like guess, the, from mean, him is spent on, on him? But... As, how much time is spent on him as a little kid stuck on the train, and how much time is him as the adult? Um, I would say at least at least a quarter of the movie is him as a kid. Okay. At least, a, at least a quarter of it. And then, you know, you have other characters in the film are introduced one at a time. And um, yeah, that, I'm, that, I'm, that I'm guessing like that's the only reason. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it, I'm guessing that's the only the reason they did supporting. Yeah. You know? Right. I just um, have a feeling that Dev Patel has a dartboard on his wall with Vigo Morton's face <laughs> on it right now. <laughs> How did he get like uh, yeah. How yeah. did he get the Oscar? Although he doesn't, he, he's a British accent, so I was totally going <laughs> Apu there. So that may not be uh, that may not be the most sensitive, you know, moment. Yeah, we're not always politically correct on this show. In case you haven't noticed. Oh. <laughs> Always, no, ever. We're not ever politically correct. <laughs> oh, I, I meant to say ever. Yes. Uh, so, Marsh, Marhart, Maharshala, bleh, easy for me to say. I think Ali I got that Moonlight. out more smoothly than you did. You, you did. Congratulations. Um, Thank for you. Moonlight, although none of the three of us knew who the fuck he was before this movie. So, uh, I actually was, did because I, knew uh, I watch House oh. of Cards. Oh, and, and he was uh, in. Um, 
He was in, uh, let me think, that uh, Jennifer Lawrence uh, Hunger Games. He was in that. Oh, yeah, no. And the moment I saw his face, I was like, I know him from somewhere. Just like, so, you know, yeah, so I, I was aware of him from House of Cards. Um, as a you know, minor, starts as a minor character and builds into a fairly major character as that series progresses. So, yep, definitely aware. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. I... I, I couldn't place him in House of Cards, but you're right. He was the assistant. He was like uh, Kevin's assistant. He was the he was the he was former the he was he was the former assistant, and yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't watch anything on TV outside of like Scandal, so I I'm completely lost on <laughs> House of Cards. <laughs> So you guys well, definitely until, got that. <laughs> what, what is it? Is it Carrie Washington? Until she yeah. gets nominated for a, a major award, you're you're sort of stuck. That's how I got to know and her she, for and, uh, for, and, and for her from, role in Ray. And, and from and, yeah, and and but and from watching her on that show because my wife used to watch that show quite a bit. From watching her on that show, her acting style basically is how can I flex my mouth to make my teeth show the most yeah and, exactly and look the most <laughs> yeah and and look the most uh you know upset and 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 over inflect in everything i say and make my teeth <laughs> huge <laughs> yeah and, and i love it na- i yeah. nailed it yeah you did yeah. Yeah, she she nails that. She totally nails that. And finger pointing. I was totally doing that with my finger pointing. <laughs> she is the best teeth bearing finger pointer on all of TV. <laughs> at least as far as I've and and always like halfway between anger and tears. Always halfway between anger and yes. tears. Yes. Those those big eyes are look like they're always <laughs> welling up and, and right on the verge of tears. You're, you're absolutely right about that. I haven't seen that show ever, you know. I've totally seen that show, so I, that's how I'm able to point that out. You don't have to see the show. All you have to see is those five seconds of her on the verge of tears every show. They could um, loop that for an hour, and nobody would know they maybe, were watching an episode of the show. Maybe they do. They, they might loop it. I don't. I couldn't say that they don't. <laughs> so Mahershala Ali, who everyone knows except me, apparently, is one to ten for Moonlight for Best Supporting Actor, and then Dev Patel is seven to one. Jeff Bridges in Hell or High Water twelve to one. Yeah, I'm with you, Jason. That movie looks like just a, a rock'em sock'em bang, good time it, old western another, with some. That was, yeah, that was another modern, movie that looked a little more, little more old fashioned to me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was. Tired. I watched the trailer for. I watched the trailer for Hell or High Water. And and the thing the thought that I had was wow that, that it reminds me of movies they don't make anymore, which is sort of a a, a bit of I guess of an oxymoron, you know, because they made it, but it, it it really seemed to be it reminded me you just don't see a lot of movies like that anymore, where it was more of like a simple simple movie, simple story, uh, maybe a little bit of a character study, but then with some some stakes, it felt like a uh, like a if it was more hyper violent, it felt like like a Coen Brothers movie, but without all the snark. When I watched yeah, the trailer for Fargo that, Fargo feel to it, yeah, 
Yeah, it, it had that sort of, yeah, that Fargo, brother, where out thou, you know, all that kind of a vibe to it with with what was going on. Um, no, no country for old men. Exactly. That that actually would be a really close vibe, but without the humor, <laughs> you know, right. or hyperviolence from what I could see from the trailer. More of like it was just a story. It, it had a, the, the trailer for that movie had the. They had the lethal weapon kind of thing going on or, you know, the uh, with, you got the old grizzled cop and it's like his last day on the job. Very much like uh, uh, you saw that with uh, like Robert Duvall and falling down. It kind of had that kind of a vibe to it as well. Um, so that was sort of what I took from that movie. But, yeah, I could I could see Jeff Bridges getting a nomination for something like that. He's getting up there in years. And you always kind of see the older guy get one tossed at him for a role, kind of just like this. I mean, did we did we even see this with Tommy Lee Jones for No Country for Old Men? Because uh, I wouldn't question. have been surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we did because it feels very similar. Yeah, you're right. I, it does feel like something like that. Yeah, uh, and he's by a mile the oldest nominated this year for supporting uh, because he's tied at 12 to 1 with Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals, which looks like a movie that I don't want any part of at all. uh, That was supposed to be a tough watch. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. And Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea at 16 to 1 for Best Supporting. So that that also looks like a slam dunk. I was shocked, David, at all the apparent slam dunk uh, no contest bets for for the Oscars. I didn't know all of these people were just that much of a of a prohibitive favorite. Viola Davis was the one that I knew coming in was talked about as oh, there's no doubt she's winning for that. But I didn't know La La Land was supposed to be such a slam dunk. I didn't know Mahershala Ali was supposed to be a slam dunk. It's apparently it's not going to be a a, a very uh, surprising Oscar uh, award show. Apparently these awards are pretty much already sewn up. Yeah, one thing I was surprised though was there was no Cohen brother nomination for <laughs> Hail Caesar. <laughs> I mean, they are a staple in every movie they make. It's like boom nomination with a couple actors and a directing credit. Nothing, nothing for them at all. Actually, I actually, actually, they did get one, and it was for production design. Oh, well, that's everything. So, I don't know. Maybe if they weren't trying to do, uh, if they weren't trying to run away from Oscar So White this year, maybe they would have been up there. But maybe that's one where yeah, they sort of picked prob- them up yeah. and said, "Yeah, let's let's put a spotlight on some other people this year. Let's go yeah. a different direction here." And 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 I hate to do this to you, Dre, but I have to remove all credibility from our show now that I've scanned down here the Oscars list, and now I realize that I saw two of the movies nominated for oh. best animated feature. So now I must hang my head in shame because I've seen two <laughs> movies that were nominated for a major award. And I saw a movie nominated for Best Actress. What are we doing? We're ruining the show. That We're taking all the I, charm I away yes, from I, I managed. I managed to see both Moana and Zootopia. Oh, jeez. Well, uh, again, as you said, being a parent of such young kids, you're, yes. you're, it's going to be very hard for you to avoid that for the next 10 years or and, so. And based on those two, <laughs> I, I, based on those two, I don't know what the odds say if they went that far, but based on those two that only seeing those two, I, I would have to give Zootopia the nod for best animated film. 
No, I don't. I they did not do odds for uh, for animated. Not that I know. Those of. bastards! Don't they know those little kids? Little kids watch movies too. <laughs> do they vote though? That's the question. Are they members of the academy? Uh, apparently not. <laughs> Which is ah, funny that's... because these animated features are usually movies for for kids. I mean, there's there are adult themed uh, animated movies, but yeah, you've got these old eighty year old stuffy white men all voting for the Oscars on kids movies. These guys all probably hate kids. They're like the get off my lawn, you know those types. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know what the what the academy's looking for for those. Um, so the the only thing left for odds that we have are best director. That's an even more prohibitive favorite than Viola Davis. Viola Davis is one wow. for eighteen. One of uh, one to eighteen odds for best supporting uh, actress. Somebody is one to twenty for best director. One Ooh. to twenty. It ain't Mel Gibson. One, one I, no, I, I no. He. I don't. Th I think he. I don't even know if he got invited. I, I'm gonna go with the director <laughs> of Moonlight. Nope, that's the second choice. Barry Jenkins. Oh, eleven to one. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, you, you already know. You already know. <laughs> oh. Is it? Is it Damien Chazelle? La La, La Land. It is Damien Chazelle for La La Land. <laughs> you already uh, knew. So it looks like it's going to be a happy-go-lucky La La Land night. That's the real irony is you, you're trying to be so inclusive and, and uh, as diverse as you can possibly be for this year's Oscars. And it's and and the, widest, to, the widest movie of all the movies. The widest <laughs> movie yeah, of all yeah. is going to be awarded all the awards. <laughs> They're going to have I a wheelbarrow see... to take away all the Oscars that they're yeah. going to win. Uh, Congratulations. you telling me that La La, 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 La Land's not, not going to play well in the hood? Or, or, or what the... I would love to know if La La Land was playing over on Roosevelt and Damon at that movie theater that they opened in Chicago. <laughs> uh, I, I want to know how never... many... Roosevelt and Holman, not Damon. I that's it. I grew up around that area. There is no fucking way I would have ever thought they built a movie theater in that at, at, at Roosevelt <laughs> yeah. and Holman. I, I actually, I, I don't even, I don't even want to see that movie based on the poster. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not for. I, I don't know how many men would want to see it. Is not only is it not for us, but it's not. Yeah. I don't know if it could be for any man. What man would want to see that? A bunch of dancing so, right. and not just dancing around, but I've all I've I've heard that Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone don't exactly sing and dance all that well, which is supposed to be sort of the charm of it. But so not only is it a bunch of singing and dancing, but they're not even really like professional singers and dancers. I'm really don't want to see it now. I, I I don't get the I don't get the appeal at all myself. This looks like something RuPaul dreamed up after a night of dropping acid or something. I don't I, I don't see the appeal myself. <laughs> Don't know where you came up with that. That's what it looks like. But now I can't get that image out of my head. That's what I do. I, I bring the imagery. Doesn't it look like something that somebody just sat around, like somebody on the birdcage? Yeah. Oh, this would be awesome. Going to sing and dance and talk about Hollywood and bring back the old musicals like we're in the 50s or something. Ugh. It's not for us. They it's, have their place. Yeah.
they had their place, they had their time. But it seems like every time they drop one of these on us, it's got to win a boatload of Oscars. And that's know. what's apparently going to happen. So get ready. <laughs> you, you've been warned. <laughs> This is Sunday night. I'll be, uh, I, I won't be around Sunday night. I won't be watching this at all. I'm going to be at the water park with my daughter for her birthday. So that's a great way to spend your, your Sunday night. Right. Not watching the Oscars. Not watching. <laughs> all right. So Dave, uh, your, your, your official winners, your official picks for, for our awards here, your, your best picture, uh, pick is going to be uh is it going to be the aforementioned one to nine favorite la la land no it is not oh it is not it's not going to be la la land not not for me i mean you know i have to i have to learn and i guess i'm going to learn hard this year (laughs) to try to pick what they're going to pick and not pick what i think should win (laughs) That's a that's a problem I have with these things. <laughs> no, that, that that's perfect. You're the you're the the movie expert. You're the guy that's that's seen all the movies. You're the guy that's got your opinions on what movies are supposed to be and what. So don't don't bother about what you think is going to win or what they're going to pick. What do you want to see? Who do you want to see win these awards? Who do you want to see win Best Picture? Okay, so best picture I want to see I want to see Moonlight win. Okay. Um just just because I mean, I really could I couldn't even bear to watch La La Land. It's just not you know, Hexall Ridge is, is way much more my speed, but even then I uh I fell asleep so watching it. <laughs> so I just really just because I don't like La La Land and I, there's no reason, there's no reason I, I should not like it. <laughs> I have not seen it. I probably will watch it because it's going to get, it's probably going to win a few awards. Um, but yeah, Moonlight for picture. Yeah, I'm rooting for it too. It looks like, you know, the kind of poignant character based film that, frankly black people don't often get the chance to make unless you know spike lee's the director or something so um, i'm very happy to see right that type of movie get the chance to to be made and i'll, I'll be rooting for it but yeah la la land's going to win i, I think it's uh you know there's no getting around that unfortunately uh but we can root for moonlight mm-hmm. that, that's good uh who uh who are you rooting for 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 best actor Actor, I have uh, Denzel in Fences. And you, that's one you haven't gotten the chance to see, right? That's the one I have not gotten the chance to see, right. And I, ha- I haven't seen any of those. I haven't seen um, Captain Fantastic or I, I fell asleep in Hacksaw Ridge. And right. um, yeah, yeah. It's not the most would, ringing endorsement for a movie see. that you fell asleep uh, watching it. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that, I have to say, that's, that's hard. I mean, I, given I was tired, I, you know, I'll cut Andrew Garfield some slack. You know, I was tired. <laughs> I really was exhausted. So, um, Not all your but, fault, uh, Andrew. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't like you, but I was. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, just because uh, I, I, I don't know when training day was. I would guess that was at least 10 years ago. I'd probably say even 12. Um, so that's, that's why I think Denzel stunning, should win. And it's stunning that I remembered that too. I, I don't know where I pulled that from. Well, you were right. I know. I know that's because I love Denzel. You know, yeah. and I training day was two thousand one. Wow! Holy moly! Sixteen years. Two thousand one. The uh, <sighs> the the Denzel timeline is uh nominated for cry freedom and winner for glory in the 80s at the end of the 80s nominated for malcolm x in 92 somehow didn't win nominated for the hurricane in 99 and comes back and wins for training day in 2001 and then was nominated uh, for flight back in 2012. oh that's right i remember that but I don't. I I did. I don't think I had him. I don't think I picked him that yeah. year. And I remembered seeing the hurricane, and was blown away. He didn't win. Yeah, blown away. Well, there you go. I never I saw know. that, but I saw Mal- I've seen Malcolm X, you know, four hundred times, and I was I'm blown away that he didn't win for that. Yeah. I think I think that has a lot more to do with Spike than it does Denzel. You know. Uh, just because I, I, I could totally see the, uh, I, I could totally see the association of motion picture clients uh, dissing spike, but not Denzel, you know? So yeah, I th- that that's my own personal opinion. Cause I, I refuse to think that they didn't, they just didn't think he was up to par. I, I think he was up to par. They just didn't like Spike Lee. So uh, certainly possible. But, you know. Uh, so who do you have for best actress? Actress. I have uh, Emma Stone. Yeah, she's the she's the big favorite at one to six. Uh, by the way, I'm going with Casey Affleck for, for best actor. Just two hours of, of sitting there looking uh, like his heart is being wrenched out. Uh, and, and Leo... DiCaprio last year, two hours of, of grunting. So I'm, I think I'm, I'm getting a, the the sense of the best actor. It's got to be two hours of some sort of immense pain uh, in order to win best actor. So I, I think I'm getting the hang of that now. So that'll be my pick for, for and best I don't, actor is Casey Affleck. For oh, okay, yeah, best actor. Yeah, actress. I pick Emma only because I don't. She doesn't have one yet, and I think she's due. Oh, I shouldn't be doing okay. that. I hate, you know. I... Well, it, it, it always it plays a role. We know that. They, they, they yeah. absolutely, you know, because you'll, you'll see people win where they're overdue for a win, and they'll win for something that, that it was like really they won for for that, but not for the. You know, we just right. talked about this with Denzel Washington. <laughs> so I, right. could, I, so sometimes it's not the one that you win. You're winning for the one that you didn't win. Right. Yeah, like I said, I'm 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 picking yeah. uh, Natalie Portman for playing uh, Jackie Kennedy. Um, I'm rooting for Meryl Streep because I saw her do Florence Foster Jenkins, and I, and I thought she did very well. I would just love to know on these betting odds what makes you place Ruth Nega for loving at forty to one, and put Meryl Streep at sixty six to one. 
there seems to be a discrepancy there because one has been nominated 20 times and the other hasn't. And so I would think the one that's been nominated 20 times would be a, a little more of a, of a, of a favorite than the, than the complete rookie. But what do I know? I, but I would love to know what makes them make the, the odds for that. Well, somebody must have looked at that as like they just have to nominate Meryl Streep for the award. She just has to get nominated yeah. for something. But they know she's not going to win. Right. It's like, I thought oh, Meryl she did Streep a did a very good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I thought. Well, you know, here's the true test. The I'm watching it. The true test is if she had a nomination for Mama Mia, then you know she's doing a picture. She's getting a nomination. <laughs> That's a very good point. You I'm get nominated for right an now. Oscar for playing, an, and for, play, <laughs> for playing an ABBA movie. Uh, you get nominated for anything. She can get nominated for uh, for a, a cartoon. She can get one of those animated uh, award nominations. She can get nominated for playing ABBA. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I was looking at her uh, uh, many, many awards uh, earlier. Uh, I do not see uh, what was the name of that ABBA movie, Mamma Mia. I do not see Mamma Mia. Mia was she at least her, nominated? I do not see that on her list. It's got all of her nominations for leading and supporting, okay. and I do not, and I do not see Mamma Mia listed. So we've so. established the Oscars have taste. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe not she was nominated oh, yeah, for august Osage county uh which i've heard is an absolutely horrible movie so maybe they don't have taste i don't know but i didn't see it so uh, but yeah a, a ton of uh, a ton of nominations of course for meryl she i just don't understand and and also as far as loving and that is of course is a story of uh the two people down in uh i believe it was virginia um that are uh the first interracial not the first interracial couple but they were an interracial couple that wound up getting arrested because where they were in virginia it was outlawed and they had to go all the way to, to the supreme court and, and basically get the laws changed in order to just be you know a, a, an interracial couple living in their town the reason i don't know how Ruth Nega is favored over Meryl Streep is because I had not seen the movie Loving, but I've seen a documentary about the couple. And that woman is, uh, she's very, very pleasant. She's not very animated. Uh, she, she wasn't exactly, uh, you would think, you know, going through that the documentary had like real footage, like, somebody was there filming this couple as they were going through all of these things. And it wasn't like she was sitting there in tears and, and just uh, emoting and, and making herself seem very vulnerable. She was very matter of fact and, uh, and, and pleasant and even upbeat about it. And just, you know, positive attitude and believing that everything was going to work out. I'm not quite sure how you turn that into an Oscar nominated acting performance, unless uh, she went out of her way to make her, uh, you know, to do the Carrie Washington and make her be on the verge of tears all the time and, and showing her teeth and, and screaming and crying and all of that, which she may have done. I, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. 
But I just know from the documentary that particular woman, uh, Mrs. Loving, uh, whose first name I forget at the moment, she wasn't exactly excitable. Uh, so I don't know how you turn that into a, a big time performance. But uh, once again, it's all about diversity this year. So congratulations, Ruth Nega. Um, and I don't know if we're ever going to see you again at the Oscars, but at least you got that going for you. <laughs> Uh, so my pick for actress, like I said, Natalie Portman for, for Jackie, uh, your best supporting actor, uh, the, the, the man that I've never heard of, but both of you have Mahershala Ali, I'm assuming is going to be your choice there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Indeed. And, uh, Dev Patel for Lion. So he's playing in about three quarters of the movie, as you said, um, and I'm assuming he's very good yeah. he, uh, because he was nominated for the Oscar. So uh, exactly how good right. and, and it, was. Yeah, I I think I think he only got supporting because he's simply because you know whoever was watching the film did a timer when he he did his entry, you know, <laughs> and they just said, oh, he's not in the whole film. We'll put him in supporting. That's just a ridiculous thing. But anyway, um. Yeah, I think he did a good job. But even though I have not seen Moonlight, something tells me Mahershala Ali probably did a better job. <laughs> and I'm judging that solely based on uh, House of Cards and the Hunger Games. <laughs> well, that's, that's, well, that's hard-hitting. That's hard-hitting right there. <laughs> Only the best movie expert on this show, folks. Um, and- for, for best supporting actors, of course, Viola Davis is is everybody's pick there. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that's the yeah, first I'd... award they hand out on. Yeah, get it over night. with. Yeah. They can actually just like start said... the show with her on stage holding her Oscar. They they don't even need to bother, <laughs> apparently. Or make it one of the Oscars they give away before the show starts. Yep, also winning awards. awards. <laughs> <laughs> when they go through the whole technical awards thing, and then all of a sudden they'll just pop up. They'll show her up on the stage holding her Oscar. Before the show, we gave out our Oscars for Best Sound, Best Key Grip, and Best Supporting Actress. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Uh, like I said, I really want to see that movie because it's a play made into a movie. So you got the the whole lack of movement and everyone sort of standing still in the same place, saying their lines. And there's a lot of soliloquies and scenery chewing. So, uh, you know, no chance it's going to win the actual best movie Oscar. But Viola Davis will, of course, win for supporting actress. And may, hey, maybe Denzel will win for, for actor as well. I don't know. But we'll see. Um, and best director, uh, are you going with Damien Chazelle for La La Land? I am not, believe oh. it or not. Um, I'm going to, I have to choose an upset here. And I think even though I, I may have chosen it already. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just had this. Let's see here. Here it is. I'm uh, I'm choosing Dennis Villeneuve, Villeneuve for Arrival. 
That would be an upset. That would be an upset. Yes. Yeah. He is I know there's going to be one up uh, our, our buddy, the Jew lover, Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad he got nominated, you know, because I, I, I genuinely feel like, I, I genuinely think, you know, good people do stupid shit, you know. And I think he's just, you know, I think he's a good person, you know. I don't think he's, I mean, he may have awful opinions of, of other people, but I still think he's a, he's a good person. Anyway, the point of me saying that is because they could have never mentioned his name ever again, but he's nominated there. And I like that. I like that they're giving him another chance. I'm glad uh, Hugh Grant got to act this year. And uh, I guess the Coens, you know, they're in opposite world this year. <laughs> right. Like our picture isn't nominated. When did this ever happen? Barton, Barton right. Pink. I don't know what the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked they mentioned Mel Gibson's <laughs> name too. I, I did not think that was ever coming. So, uh, keep the bottle yeah. out of his hand, and maybe he'll he'll be okay on on Sunday night. Yeah, I wonder if he'll show up. Actually, you know, I mean, he still has oh. powerful friends. He's really close friends with Jodie Foster in real life, and um, I'm hoping he's sitting next to some friends, you know, because I know there's, I'm hoping Kimmel doesn't pick on him, but I don't like Kimmel as it is. I think. Oh, if he's there, he will get picked on by Kimmel. You can guarantee that. Oh yeah. I think that's probably going to be pretty vicious too. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, just because the person says something doesn't mean you need to destroy their livelihood. It was only words. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's all the major uh, awards uh, that they have uh, as listed for. Were there any other awards that you wanted to uh, to, to get into? No. Um, let's see. I just wanted to note Dr. Strange is nominated for visual effects. I think that should get that. And it's up against Star Wars Rogue One for visual effects. So, well, does, does anything ever beat Star Wars for visual effects? Well, Strange just might do it. Doctor Strange. I don't know if you've seen it, but you know, it's it's like a a little it's like a freaking kaleidoscope. Hmm. And um, so, I think that should be interesting. Uh, Rogue One did one hell of a job with visual effects but i think i think dr strange did better yeah duly noted dave is always uh very generous with your time cannot thank you enough for doing our oscar show we always have a great time and a lot of laughs and thank you once again for coming on man enjoyed it no problem thank you thank you for having me thanks dave all right yep Dave, I'll talk to you guys the later. movie expert. All right. Oh, always a good time. So the Oscars coming up on Sunday night. Uh, yeah, get ready. If you're not a La La Land fan, um, you might want to do uh, as as Jason is doing and and take his kids out and and have a good time and and celebrate their birthdays uh, because it's 
looks like it's going to be a big, big night for, for La La Land. Yeah, it's always a good idea. You know what? If you don't like the Oscars, spend some time with your kids. That That's always a good idea. Uh, what do I do? I don't have any kids. Um, you have to watch the Oscars then. Damn it. Oh, all right. there's, there's no way out. Somebody's got to watch it. I guess I'll, I, I may not watch it. The, the wife is uh, <laughs> much more of a, of a basketball fan than a movies fan, and, and oh. so am I. So there's a very good chance we'll probably be watching a, a bad NBA game as opposed to the Oscars. Yeah, uh, the Grizzlies. But we, but we may watch. Right, exactly. We may watch some Oscars though. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, well, that's uh, good. So, what's, so I've, what's been going on the last couple of weeks? Anything interesting? Well, I have an interesting story for you. You'll appreciate. Oh, um, good. I'm at work. This is last week. Uh, you know, I work for a store. Uh, we happen to sell uh, uh, mattresses at the store that I work at. I don't, but people do. And we have one that's called a uh, Beauty Rest Black is the name of the mattress. They have silver. They have black. You know, they have all this stuff. I don't know anything about them, but I know that they're very expensive, right? So we have someone who just started working for us not that long ago um, who sells two of those in one day. Very not an easy thing to do. You don't see this a lot. Um, How expensive comes, are we talking for these mattresses? Uh, three grand. Oh, that's expensive. Yeah. Three grand ish. Uh, so after the second one, just this, this girl, young girl, comes walking, like, literally like floats over to where we and a couple other people are in the store, and uh, you could just see that this, the, the, like really feeling good about what she had just done, right? I mean, huge, these are huge sale any day, any day of the week, any day of the year. That that's great that you sold two of those, and comes over. And I'm there, one of the, and two other salespeople are there uh, by my area where I work. And, and you know, this new person, very excited, you know, has to come over and and and, and let everybody know she's feeling good. You know, I'm I'm a manager. You know, I'm very congratulatory. And I uh, I'm standing there, and I was like, you know, that's that's just awesome. She's just pumped up. So everyone's all pumped up for her. I'm like, that is so amazing. I said. You never see two blacks in one day. At the same time, we have two black people in our store. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. And as soon as I said it, I'm like, oh, oh, I, I met beauty rest. What? <sighs> And I'm, and as soon as I do that, I'm just like I get that like feeling like I better look behind me. So I turn like around really slow. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no one there. And I look around. And I'm like, okay, I kind of oh, whew, okay. So everybody, the two folks in the store were were not right by me when I said it, but I I can't guarantee that they weren't within earshot. <sighs> and I'm just like, oh, and, and you know, and it's. It's completely innocent, right? Yeah. yeah. Completely. We're talking about mattresses. Like, you know, somebody doesn't sell two blacks. That's what we call them. They're blacks because that's their name. Is you know, <laughs> but you never see two blacks in one day. 
at the same time that we have two black people in the store, which consequently you just don't see. You, you know where I, you know where I live. I mean, you know where I am. By the, in the way, country. by the way, We're if ever Central a statement Wisconsin. had, if ever a statement had two meanings, it was at that moment. But yeah, I, I, I felt so horrible that I may have offended someone, and, I, and it's so. This is the, this has been the joke all week now at my work. Uh, yeah, I walk in and someone's like, hey. You just don't see two blacks in one day. I was like, oh, okay. So I, I thought you'd appreciate that. That's great. That That is true story. And of course, it happens to me. You can only do that by accident because you couldn't totally. plan that. If you tried to do that on purpose, no. it wouldn't come out right at all. So no, I, I, I had a George from Seinfeld moment. That's how I felt. I, I felt like George from Seinfeld. I could see him totally. You just don't see two blacks in one day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and totally oblivious to what's going on around him, you know, and then they pan out on the shot and then there's like two black people looking right at him like, what you say? Uh, I, yeah, I felt like I was living in a sitcom. At that, so I'm glad you played the Sanford and Son there. Um if I had Three's yeah. Company, I would play that too. That's right out of Three's Company. That's you know the, yeah. the whole one thing and meaning something else. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's Mister Furley. You know, all of a sudden, there's Don Knotts making with that our, big with like, his eyes pucker, bugged out. With, yeah, with his eyes bugged out and the puckered up lips. What? <laughs> Did you hear what Larry just said? Oh. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So. Yes, your new punchline, you just don't see two blacks in one day. I don't even have anything to add to that. I, I can't even top that. I, I have no... That's I have classic. That's, it's, that instantly goes to the top as far as classics. Right? I, I mean... When you when you could say something within the conversation that's completely innocent, and then all of a sudden feel the hair stand up on your neck, like, oh, oh no, did I just say like your, what I think I said? It's like your mom's ego story, which I think you yeah. may have even told on the on the show before. Yeah. But yeah. the IGA gas mm-hmm. station, she always calls it IGA, mm-hmm. and then we're sitting at the restaurant, and look, there's an IGA. <laughs> And I didn't see what she was talking about. And I was just giving my mom this look. She's like, you know, my mom's just completely like, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm doubling down. Like, you did it again. And she's like, what? And I looked over. It was the gas station. I was like, oh, now I get it. So, yeah. So I I kept waiting all week to be getting a a call from HR or or we be getting a letter in the mail. Because you don't know, you you know, somebody walks by or somebody's aware of the situation in the store. It's, it's not that I said that it's that at the exact moment that I said that in two separate parts of the store, we had a black person, which we just, and we don't see that either. (laughs) And yeah. And this girl just happens to come back from selling her second mattress of the day. That's called a black. And I come up with the, and it's true. You don't see two blacks in one day. So I, I knew that was a. I've been waiting to tell that one on air. It's been about a week since that happened. And 
I, I knew as soon as that happened, I'm like, yep, there's a, that's, that's a story for the show right there. Cause you can't, you can't make it up. You totally can't make it up. And of course it happens to me. Of course. So. That's Jay, the Mel Gibson of our show. I'm Dre. I'm just here along <laughs> for the ride. Um, <laughs> this has been Kings of Non Sequitur, as if you could think this is anything else other than that. So March Badness is around the corner. It's quicker yeah, than it's we think. Far. It's yeah, it's probably about th- three weekends away or something like that. But whatever the uh, the 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 brackets get done, we'll be back on the air shortly after that, sometime before the tournament actually starts, before the men's yep. college basketball tournament starts. We will be on the air with our hour long breakdown of the brackets, our picks for the national championship, and who knows who's gonna come out on top this year i I, we we try to stay away from duke we we have that in our in our hearts and in our minds we have to go anyone but duke so we know that much we can eliminate duke as our national title uh champion uh pick for either one of us but after that it is really up in the air up for grabs i have no idea which way i'm going right now but i'm doing my research i'm watching these games and i'm trying to, to catch up and figure out who's who and what's what it's yeah, uh, especially after especially after losing to me last year in the bracket challenge here. Yeah, I, I got to make up. I got to get back on the ball here. I'm I'm always actually chasing that uh, that day a, a couple years ago, two or three years ago, where I had the perfect oh, yeah. first day. So I'm, yeah. that's, I'm never living that down. I'm always chasing that because that was awesome to go sixteen and zero on the first day of the tournament. And wake up the very next day and immediately lose the first game of the day because it was Duke. And I picked Duke in the first round and they got yeah. eliminated and yeah. ruined my you went a little. So. You started, you went a little Stephen A there with your awesome. It awesome. It was just awesome. I break into a New York accent every now and then, even though I've not only am I not from New York, I've never even been there, but. Uh, <laughs> I'll be heading down to Chicago here in uh, less than two weeks. I'm going down this year for the uh, for our baseball league. I'm going to the winter meeting, so I'll be heading down to Chicago in about ten days. So probably uh, we'll, we'll have one of our rare off-air uh, conversations here probably within the next ten days, so I can pick your brain on uh, what I what we've what we're looking at heading into the meeting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and baseball is spring a... training's underway. I love it. We got we got televised games starting this weekend, and I'm I'm, I'm fully back in baseball mode now. So you know, I, I'm I'm this is my second job now. So that's right, my part time job that I for work. <laughs> so I'm 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 gonna be uh, completely here. Uh, I know my wife hates the month of March between. Uh, watching some of the tournament games and a lot, a lot, a lot of spring training baseball. I watch way too much. Um, I've already told everybody at my work, I'm sorry, I apologize, but MLB Network is all that will be on when I am at work through the month of March because they rebroadcast all the spring training games uh, in some form. So I don't even care. I'll watch them on delay because you'll pick up on guys that you don't see in, in the, on the bottom line for what they did 
So yeah, I, I'm in full scouting mode right now and trying to brush up on my on my my minor leaguers and all the off season moves. And yeah, I, I'm you know this is this is my time to do the research. <laughs> uh, definitely take a, a double cheeseburger from Billy Go Tavern and and save it for me and yes. mail it to me if you can after you uh, get done with the meeting in Chicago. Yeah. And I and I, I thought you that. saw I lobbied I, I lobbied hard I lobbied hard for Manny's for the for the auction but I yeah. think we lost out to yeah. we lost out to deep dish pizza I don't think either one of us will consider that a loss. Um, no, it's very good. It's uh, Lou Malnati's deep dish pizza, so it's it's not one of the bad ones. It's one of the good ones. So. No, it's not like yeah, it's not like you could really lose when when your choice is between a Reuben from Manny's or or Malnati's deep dish you know it's not like you're it's not like you're gonna like oh damn it we got the Malnati's <laughs> that's so much better choices than yeah either one of us could, could possibly and it, have and it, and it looks like it looks like I'm doing uh it's like I'm doing a Friday through a Monday down there this year so I'll, I'll be down wow. there for, for for three days yeah I, I decided to do it that way that gives me all day all day Sunday down there uh, just to kind of do what you know, just to to be down there and, and 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 enjoy enjoy Chicago and just relax. And I'll be probably driving home on Monday. Are the Cubs opening at Wrigley that weekend? Or? They are opening at Wrigley on Monday night. Oh, which yeah, that's a tough one. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm going to be able to make that. Although on Sunday, if I this is where it gets interesting for me, on Sunday, should I decide the Cubs are playing at Miller Park? Oh, so I, I could home. I I could right there. Yeah, that is yeah, that's Wrigley North. I could drive to Milwaukee and go see the Cubs play in Milwaukee, and then just finish on my way and go home. So. I have options as far as that's concerned, but I, I'm resigned to the fact that I will not get to see the Cubs home opener. Uh, tickets are ridiculously because you know that's going to be the rings, yeah, the banner. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I, my goal is to get home and watch all that on Monday night on TV. As they open up the first the first whole week, they're on the road. I think they're St. Louis and then Milwaukee the first week, and then they open up against the Dodgers at Wrigley um, on a Monday night, which is rare that opening day is a night game that you don't see that much either with Wrigley, usually opening, unless it's the, unless it's the opening game of the season, like a Sunday nighter, usually opening day at Wrigley was always a one twenty start. Um, but right. you got to figure that that's going to be nationally televised, huge deal exactly. rematch of the ALCS. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a big the, one. With the with, with the days off the way they be, line up. Yeah. The networks yeah. would be absolutely insane to not have the Cubs open on prime time, getting their rings and having that whole thing because that, oh, that's sure. just made be. That is yeah, absolutely probably, I guarantee that'll be ESPN. There'll be an mm-hmm. hour long special before the game about the Cubs winning the World Series and breaking the curse. That that's gonna be a huge deal. And uh that's my prediction already that they're going to make a huge thing out of this for just a random Monday. I mean, a week into the season, anything that they can do to make baseball exciting a week into the season, because by a week into the season, everybody's sort of settled in already. <laughs> You're already into the every day, you know, of baseball. Yep. You're a week in. 
So anything they can do to make that bigger, um, you know, and this whole season is going to be all about the Cubs and defending the title. And it was interesting. I was watching, uh, going through on MLB Network today, and they, they had a thing on one of their shows. They were talking about who can knock off the Cubs. And I'm just thinking that, you know, that that's just nice to even see that. Just that they're weird. actually talking of, yeah, we literally have moved into bizarro world here. Seriously. Who so, can knock off the prohibitive favorite Cubs? And Cubbies, we talked. The, we talked we'll, the have our, we'll have our baseball preview show coming up. Um, That's right. About a month off. So, yeah, we got, we got, we got some shows. We, we space them out pretty nice. We'll have WrestleMania coming up. That's usually in April, you know. Yeah, there's always around the same time because traditionally WrestleMania, that go home raw has been like the week before baseball opens. I, I haven't looked at the calendar yet to see if that's the same oh, this sure. year, but it's pretty much around the same time that we do the WrestleMania and the baseball previews. Yep. So the probably one about the same night. Year, so. The one night a year I watch wrestling. I watch that's that right. show. And and it's funny because I'm completely up to date on just about everything when we watch that. I can watch one episode of Raw and not sound like an idiot on the show. You be caught up with the whole year storyline just off of watching that one episode. And I, I, I am a little bit ashamed to say, but one of the websites I go to does some wrestling recaps, and I have found myself a few times reading them. Wow. That's well, just more you know, than you do for the Oscars. No, yeah, knowing absolutely. Well, actually, with the Oscars, I was very aware of a lot of these movies. I just didn't see them. I'm not watching wrestling or watching the pay per views, but I'll I'll thumb through a result or something. Usually, when I'm on the shitter, uh, full full disclosure, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Thank you. Usually, I'm visual. on a site. Yeah, I'm on IGN. It's going through movie news, geek stuff, and. One of the things every once in a while, it'll talk about something with wrestling. I'm like, oh, okay, well, we're going to be doing a show about this. And I'll thumb through and read through it and be like, okay, got it, got it, got it. Same person, same person. Everybody's each, everybody fights the same people. Okay, got it. <laughs> uh, the interesting thing about it is... There's nothing new. It's just the, they just mix up the bag and, and, this, and these people are going to fight. Pretty much. Yeah, uh, WWE is trying to, I guess, appeal to the people like me who are not subscribing to WWE Network because what they're doing is they they have a channel on Daily Motion, and if you uh, subscribe to the channel, even if you don't subscribe, you just check the channel every day or every morning or whatever. They're taking the next day, they're taking the Monday Night Raws and putting it on their channel for free the next day. And they're taking a SmackDown, which is Tuesday night now, and they're putting it on their channel the next morning. And NXT airs Wednesday night, or putting that on the channel the next morning. But you have to be quick and catch it like the next morning or afternoon because they're taking it down like right after they put it up. It's almost like I don't know if they're even doing it. I don't know if it's WWE or not. They say they're WWE, but I'm not quite sure because oh. they're putting all these things out there for free. And even some pay-per-views they're putting on the next morning, uh, putting it on Daily Motion for free, and then they're taking it right off. So you got to be quick about it. But I think they're, I think it is them, and I think they're trying something sort of new. I think they're trying to kind of hook people in to get them to watch regularly because it's worked for me. I have been watching regularly Raw and SmackDown <laughs> and NXT the next morning 
uh, because it's free and it's there for me and it's very convenient. All I have to do is click once or twice and it's right there. I don't have to bother taping it or you know using up DVR space or anything like that. Uh, so they're trying to hook people like me in that, that are not network subscribers. If you're a network subscriber, you can watch those shows you know on demand at any time you want. Uh, but if you're not a network subscriber, then you can uh, NXT, for example, is only on WWE Network. You can't watch that anywhere else. So I, I get the feeling once WrestleMania comes around in, in four weeks from now or so, I'm not going to be able to see Raw and SmackDown and NXT the next morning. I'm, I'm, I got a feeling they're not going to be available to me. Uh, so they're they're trying to hook people in and make them miss it when they take it away. And I, I don't know if it's going to work. It's going to make me have to go subscribe, but it might. I'm thinking about it. I'm considering it. So uh, it's it's working. I, I, but I like that. I like that approach to give people a little something for free. So to try to reel them in and see how many of them come jumping into the boat after you pull that that rope in and try to 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 reel them in completely. So I, I like that uh, aspect of it. Uh, so I'm I'm actually more caught up than I normally would be because I usually don't start watching Raw until like around now, about four weeks out. Uh, before WrestleMania, but I've actually been watching regularly for the last two or three months because I've been able to watch it on uh, Daily Motion. So I'm actually more keyed in than than I normally am. But as you say, it's, it's not like I'm keyed into anything really off the wall or crazy. They pretty much are doing the same conflicts and still got the the heel authority figures and oh they're they're in control and they're trying to run everything and they're the bad people. And oh look, they brought in a heavy guy. They brought in Samoa Joe and he's the you know, running interference for Triple H and he's protecting them. And yeah, it, it's pretty much the same stuff over and over again. So I, I understand it. But at this point, I'm not watching for the storylines as much as I'm watching for the for the work and for the guys that are, how hard they work and how, how many new innovative moves they're bringing in. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of watching to be entertained by the physicality. I was never really watching for the acting over the storylines anyway, but it's good. It's nice when they have good storylines, but is pretty much I'm watching for for the work yeah, because that's what really keeps me coming back. It's certainly not the writing. <laughs> yeah, there's only some. How many? How many angles can they play? I mean, it it really is just all retread stuff now. Man, but we keep coming back, <laughs> and it's a billion dollar business, and Vince McMahon is a billionaire for it, and Linda McMahon is the small business representative or whatever Trump nominated her for yeah. or something. I, yeah, I don't, I don't quite understand all yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, apparently that's running not, the WWE means you know a lot about small business. That's not what I think of when I think of small business is WWE. Oh. That's kind of the opposite okay. of small business. But, yeah. But what do I know? <laughs> Anyway, uh, so we're going to get out of here. And our next show, like I said, should be the uh, the March Badness show where we're picking uh, the college basketball picks uh, probably in the next three weeks or so. So it'll be a little while yeah. before we come back. But another Another great show where we don't really sound all that knowledgeable. <laughs> exactly. But we have a good time, and hopefully you do too, listening in. So. Uh, we will be back for that coming up. And for Jay, I'm Dre. This has been Kings of Non Sequitur, the Oscars preview. If you're watching Sunday night for Jimmy Kimmel and for all of his very off key jokes and 
comments that he's going to be making. Hopefully you enjoy right. them. Like I said, I'll probably check in for a few minutes here right. or there or something. Uh, see and how don't Dave the forget, movie is Just like the Oscars, it's not often you see two blacks in one night. See you later, folks. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.